L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Oh, you know what we forgot to mention? Yes, it's going to mention the Postathon numbers. Oh, the Postathon numbers. Is that what you meant? That's what I meant, yeah. Okay, I, I, I had it in front well, of me well, here. Go and ahead. I, well, well we, were, we were announcing numbers at 3 and 5 o'clock, so that's why I saved it until... Uh, I don't remember that. Uh, we did you know, it at 3 and 5 o'clock all Tony, last week. Uh, Eric, Tony had a uh, drummer who played longer last week. His drummer was better than your drummer. I'm sorry, I couldn't afford a better drummer. Uh, yeah, I, seems to be a budget problem yeah, for yeah, Eric. They, they make Eric pay for the drummer. Uh, anyway, we this were sounds eight. more like uh, the Revolutionary War or something. Yeah, <laughs> muskets should go off. One million one hundred forty-two thousand nine hundred and five dollars. An all-time record, <laughs> beating last year's total of a million thirty-three thousand. Uh, but they're still counting. They are you see, still this counting. Is just like, well, yeah, the final, final total is not yet here because the event is over, but they're still uh, bringing in numbers like they do, like they count votes after Election Day, you know? And, that's right. <laughs> but, uh, I, but that's, that's an amazing figure, $1,142,905. Thank you for all the generosity. And did you look at the cumulative numbers? Since 2010, that was the first KFI Postathon. $5.7 million and 727,000 pounds of pasta and sauce. Just this year, they, you, uh, you donated almost 27,000 pounds just this year. How about that? So uh, it's, uh, it's incredible what you do for Bruno. And if you could just see how happy all those kids are every day eating their bowls of pasta. And Bruno's crew makes the best pasta dishes imaginable. Because I've had a few. And it's an incredible restaurant, the Anaheim White House. 
And great sponsors like Smart and Final and Wendy's, Barilla, all involved in this. Uh, wonderful every year that this continues at uh, another record-breaking fashion. All right, we turn now to a story, of course, we've covered all year on the John and Ken show, and even last year. And that's the attempt to knock out of office the Los Angeles County District Attorney, George Gascon. As you know, the first recall didn't go far, and they went back and they started over, and they raised a lot of money, and they collected a lot of signatures, and they dropped off all the signatures at the L.A. County Registrar Recorder's Office in Norwalk and said, all right, we believe we have an adequate margin for the number you're going to throw out for one reason or another. And then came the sad news a month or two later. They said that the recall did not qualify. There were not enough signatures to qualify this for the ballot. They You'd think that would be the end of it. but No, because everyone assumes that the L.A. County Registrar's Office is corrupt and was never going to allow the uh, district attorney to be recalled. We have one-party rule. We have a one-party corrupt machine running all of Los Angeles, city and county. And uh, the Registrar Recorder's Office is, is part of the county uh, machine. So we have this story by Tori Richards from the Washington Examiner, who says it's been three months since George Gascon beat a bipartisan recall effort in L.A., but for several dozen volunteers, the election is far from over. Three days a week, they entered an office at the L.A. County Registrar Recorder to begin a tedious six-hour stint pouring over records bearing the names and addresses of voters who wanted to be removed, who wanted to remove the beleaguered prosecutor from office. You know, they've thrown out almost 200,000 petitions, this Dean Logan crowd. Petitions, are, so I think they mean signatures. Well, the examiner... Yeah, because the a petition pet can have more than one signature. Sure. All right, we'll call it signatures. 195,000 signatures. Now, doesn't that seem like an excessive amount I just when you hear that, that they threw out 195,000 signatures, really? That many Well, mistakes? that almost implies that the signature collectors were corrupt and just threw down anything. Yeah. Because that's he, an enormous amount. That, that is a, an overwhelming amount. The thing is, Dean Logan doesn't want us to know what the truth is because they are uh, putting up all kinds of barriers and restrictions to wear out this uh, crew of investigators led by uh, Steve Cooley, the former DA, who was uh, helping to run the recall effort. And uh, they have volunteers here, a number of them prosecutors, and they're showing up every day. And Logan is doing everything he can to uh, make it nearly impossible. They, yeah, they, they go in there and they, they, they can bring in pens and paper, but they can't access electronic devices other than limited information on a county computer screen. It will take almost two years to go through the records, they say. By that time, Cascon may be voted out in the 2024 election. Well, that's one way to go about it. Tim Leinberger, spokesman for the campaign, said it's like working inside 1970. <laughs> that's, what, that's what they've been reduced to. It's like working in 1970, pen and paper for everything. And Logan's doing that on purpose. Oh, yes. And, Just get them to give up. And the only recourse that Cooley and his uh, team has is to go to court. Yeah, and tomorrow, as it turns out, they have a, a hearing in front of a judge to force Dean Logan to increase computerized record access, along with giving them more days and volunteers allowed into the building. 
because apparently they probably have more people that would like to be a part of this and more days that would like to do this, but that's but another way of slowing them down and discouraging them. Three days a week, six hours, pen and paper. Yeah, uh, I think you would find that so grueling you would just say, I give up. Here's what Cooley says about Dean Logan. What is dangerous is when you have a terribly adept, recklessly incompetent registrar who probably has done just about everything that could be done to frustrate a legitimate and successful recall effort. Yeah, why is Logan trying so hard to get Cooley's crew to give up? Why not just let him in? Let him have free reign. Let him have access to all the computers. Let If they want to prove this kind of uh, corruption, they want to go through all the trouble, let them. You got nothing to lose. And then you could have a big laugh if they find out there was no corruption. There was no mistakes. They're hiding behind the privacy argument that voter records could contain a driver's license number or the last the last four digits of a Social Security number. And that could be a real security problem. You can't do anything. You could you could supervise them. You, you can't do anything with the last four digits of a Social Security number. Stop it. That's uh, th- th- they're, they're doing this on purpose. Now, there's 46,000. They were 46,000 signatures short. So they don't have to prove that there was a 100 that 195,000 signatures were thrown out incorrectly. They only have to prove that 46,000 were right. And volunteers so far said they have proof that thousands of errors have occurred after only looking at a fraction of the petitions. So the county said that employees have to monitor the volunteers and we're short-staffed. Training temporary workers takes three to five days to fully familiarize them with the signature review process. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, According to Cooley, this is death by a thousand cuts, a slow death in darkness. That appears to be their goal. Of course it is. And, And again, the three biggest reasons they threw out and I still remember this, the signatures, either the signature didn't match. That didn't turn out to be that many voters listed a wrong address and voters who signed multiple petitions. And I remember the second and the third one were two of the bigger ones. They were claiming that their voters are just, they weren't registered voters, either not at all or not in California, not in LA County. That was their claim with a, with a, with a large number of those. So volunteers said signatures can change over time, but I, I, if I recall the reasons that the LA County Registrar threw out a lot of the signatures is not because of signature matching. That was a smaller number of the of the number that were rejected. It was really that they claimed that these just weren't registered voters. So, so all they get is uh, the most recent signature viewable on the computer screen. If the signature appears to differ only slightly, greater weight is supposed to be given to accepting it. That is the case, too. That's what they know. do with mail-in ballots. But we don't know if they're doing their job properly. We don't know if the word was whispered, of course, just throw out as many as we need thrown out. Make up a reason that will never let them in to figure out the truth. That's what I would do. If I was a partisan to Gascon, if I was a part of the machine, I'd tell my people, hey, all we got to do is deny them a certain amount and then cover up the reasons. And we won't let them in. We'll only give them a few hours a day, a couple of days a week. We'll make them use pen and paper. We'll all we'll give them headaches and upset stomachs, and they'll all get tired and go away. Let them go sue us. By the time the whole thing uh, works its way through the court, 
It's going to be the next election anyway. That's what I would tell them if I was a corrupt partisan. Apparently, they got no training on the computer system. They've been given no training manuals. And one argument I think they had that would be pretty good is they claim, the registrar's office, that duplicates have to be thrown out. But it says in some instances they're throwing out both the duplicate and the original signature, which they shouldn't do. If you sign the petition twice, one of them should count. Yeah, the other that, one should not count. That is really egregious, that they, that they throw out all the petitions you signed or all the uh, all the signatures. Yeah, That's the really signatures. awful. No, I don't trust them at all. And they shouldn't be trusted because Logan has a bad reputation and a bad history. The county is corrupt. We all know that. Bonin mysteriously, that recall felt just short too. Everything falls just short. Oh, look at that. It was so close. We are so sorry. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI, AM640, live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. Well, if you were looking for coverage over the weekend of that Twitter file dump, this was news on our show Friday afternoon that Elon Musk said he would release. It turns out he was doing it through a reporter named Matt Taibbi. The files on Twitter from back in 2020 and the discussions that went on about the Hunter Biden laptop story. So if you're looking over the weekend for coverage, you probably had to look in certain places. Those would be more right-wing conservative websites. <laughs> the New York Times, the LA Times, the Washington Post, NBC News, they were largely ignored well, all the, the story. All, all the left-wing sites didn't cover it. They didn't cover it. Today, the White House spokeshole was asked about it. You know what her response was? It's old news. <laughs> and here's the new twist. Since Elon Musk took over Twitter, the <laughs> angle they have is that he's unleashing all the racists. There's too much free speech, and now it's become a dark place of hate. Yeah, well, when, you're, when they're cornered, they start screaming racism. Because I've been tracking all these news stories over the years and what happens to the public debate. And when the progressives are cornered about something preposterous that they've done or are pro proposing, they start screaming, racism, racism! You know, it's, it's like to ward off evil spirits. It's like uh, garlic around your neck to keep the vampire away. Uh, but wait, wait, what it means is, you're right. We lost. We lost the argument. We really did a bad thing. So we're going to scream racism to try to make you cower and run away. Now, that... well, what Taibbi discovered in looking through these files, and he's on Substack, right, John? Mm -hmm. He's a longtime reporter. and he's uh... Although he put this on his Twitter feed. Oh, he did. Huh? Yeah, it was, like, it was like 36 separate uh, tweets. What he tried to say was both the Trump White House and the Biden campaign back in 2020 were constantly reaching out to Twitter to try to get stories squashed or to try to get the coverage they wanted. But he said what happened in the end was because of their political leanings, most of the time the Biden administration got favorable treatment. And clearly on this laptop story, which turned out to be true, they were all in for squelching the story on behalf of the Biden campaign. Oh, these these are leftist totalitarians and authoritarians who do not believe in the First Amendment. And in fact, it turns out, as, as Taibbi and others have been investigating the views of various Democratic politicians, uh, they the, the First Amendment is too much. Uh, they And they don't want a Twitter or any social media situation where people can really say anything they want. It's only you say anything you want as long as they approve. And, you know, 
Trump is in the same uh, basket uh, over the weekend. He thinks the Constitution should be terminated or some parts of it should be terminated. <laughs> he actually seized on this Friday night right. to yeah. say, yeah, so, the election should be, uh, we should redo the election of 2020. We, we've, so we've got a situation now where, where two sides of this uh, political universe are now, uh, they either want to shred the Constitution or cancel some of the amendments because they're frustrated that they can't control speech. They can't control writings. They can't control the Internet. Only certain things could be permitted for you to say, for you to think, for you to write. I think going forward, what we have to learn from this is Twitter is a private entity. You have to look at it for what it is. It's going to be a left-wing outlet, right? You're not going to go there if you have any other viewpoints than to find that kind of news feed. Right. It's just the way it is. And Musk, right? that's the way it has been. Now Musk I mean, has... some Republicans are promising hearings over this. What can they really do? I. They're looking to see if... Biden's crowd put pressure. Was there government pressure on Twitter? Did the government feed them uh, false information? Oh. That's that's what they're looking for here. The woman behind all of this is the former top lawyer at Twitter. Actually, uh, she had a, a great title, Policy and Trust. She was the head of Legal yeah. Policy and Trust. So it's, it's, it's Vijaya so, Gadi. It's Soviet Union, George Orwell terms where what the title says or what the agency's uh, title is, is the opposite of reality. Right. It, it's, it's supposed to lull the ignorant people into thinking, oh, well, look at that. They, uh, they care about my trust and my safety. No, they don't. They paid her $17 million last mm -hmm. year. Oh, yeah, she, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of money to be made in, in prohibiting speech. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. There is. It's a, good, it's a good business. But again, we always ask you the same question. When you're looking at this, imagine if the tables were turned and there was a story about Trump that some social media squelched, censored, deleted. And we found out two years later that uh, they did this to help the Trump. Imagine all the coverage mm -hmm. and all the outrage. I can still hear this over either the January 6th stuff or the Russian that, Trump's phone call to the yeah. Ukrainian president. Mm -hmm. A bombshell, a bombshell, another bombshell. Right. Well, that story about the woman that was, uh, she wasn't even in the limo. But she claims that, remember, Trump tried to grab the steering wheel from... <laughs> from the uh, Secret Service driver. Yes. Right. Or, she wasn't there. She was telling a secondhand story. But that was a bombshell. Bombshell. Well, yeah, because it's... This, it's, to me, is a bombshell, too, but it's not getting that word. Because, because, it's, because the media's are, are partisan outfits. They're public relation arms for the administration and for, for the Democratic Party. That's what they are now. Right. These, all the journalists and the editors, they're all progressives. They're, they're getting younger and younger. They've come out of school, and they believe that their way is the way that the country should run. And they're really out to squelch other points of view and, and to suppress any bad news about their side uh, and enhance the good news. And That's, I still uh, remember in 2016, sometime right before the election, the El Segundo Times admitted this. They ran this big editorial saying, that's it, the gloves are off. We're no longer, basically they said, we're no longer going to be this impartial. No, Trump is too dangerous to our freedom. He's too dangerous to our future. We have to now take the opposite side on everything and only report the damaging right. stuff that we can find. And, right. and, this and not about our side. We don't report that stuff. No, this is going to continue long after Trump. Trump was the, was the excuse. He's a big catalyst for this. But yes. the, yeah, but this is the, He speeded up this thing. This is their... This, this is their religion. This is their belief system. They don't believe in America because at the core, they believe that America is an illegitimate nation. 
and and it was built on on racism and sexism and stealing Native American land, and that capitalism is immoral and wrong. All of, everything that America is about is wrong. So they are their job is to slowly, day by day, brainwash the public and definitely brainwash the new generation going to college. That that uh, America really is a hoax, and everything like you we, know about it is a lie. Some of the journalists went after Taibbi. Uh, oh yeah, claiming, oh, what's he doing for this nationalist billionaire putting out this filth? And he, uh, the, the irony is, he's a Bernie Sanders guy. He, he's 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 very liberal, up yeah. to a point where the world changed, and he said, "Well, I'm not doing this. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not doing propaganda." I'm not lying for people. I might have a, a, a an opinion, a political point of view, a certain writing style, but I am not going to engage in propaganda and suppression. All right, we got more coming up. This is the Johnny Ken Show on KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Stuff for lab stuff. Michael, that's generally... Michael Schellenberger is doing a story on this as well. And um, he quotes Huff as saying, why on earth would the Chinese ever allow us into that laboratory? If they're doing bioweapons development, they have their own program going. They do not need our money. But what they do need is our advanced biotechnology, and they need our training. And when I look at this, at the end of the day, this looks like an exchange of biotechnology for access to their laboratory. In other words, we give them our latest biotechnology in exchange for seeing what they're doing with that virus. Oh, I see. Yeah. And even the head of the World Health Organization told European officials in June that he thinks COVID leaked from a catastrophic accident in the laboratory. Who said that? The head of the World Health Organization told European officials in June that he thinks it was a laboratory accident. And... Huff says after he started speaking out publicly in 2020, his home was burglarized. He was ha- harassed both in person and in and with drones. Yeah. So I think there's all kinds of dark secrets. And over time, people are going to talk. You can't keep these secrets forever. I mean... We got more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM six forty live everywhere. The iHeartRadio app. We'll be checking out the Idaho murder story with Alex Stone coming up after the news at four o'clock. A lot of people. Uh, well, I'm not, I shouldn't say a lot of people. Apparently, one of the fathers, one of the girls who was murdered in that off-campus house at the University of Idaho is leading the way in terms of speaking out. He's beginning to have doubts about the police investigation. He's hired his own private investigator is very frustrated said a few other things too about the murders itself which are interesting if true we'll talk to alex about this and more coming up after the news at four o'clock well here's a story that just never goes away after nearly three years and by the way john do you know that i think next week maybe even sooner it'll be exactly three years since the john and ken show first mentioned what would turn out to be the coronavirus Oh, yeah. No. December it, of 2019, we started reading stories about something going on in China yeah. with a virus. And then we talked years. about Wuhan. And, well, we know what that turned into, don't we? A few well, months later, the whole nation was, was locked down. And, uh, and Andrew people- Huff has emerged. Andrew Huff has got a brand new book, The Truth About Wuhan, 
How I Uncovered the Biggest Lie in History. Andrew Huff used to be an employee of EcoHealth Alliance. Now, if you don't remember, John will tell you who EcoHealth Alliance is. EcoHealth Alliance was this uh, medical organization that got major funding from NIH. And that, yeah, but it's National Fauci, Institutes of Health, which right. is run by Anthony Fauci. It was, yes and, yes. and and Fauci would direct these financial grants to these healthcare companies to do research. So this was your tax money. This was Washington, D.C. tax money that ended up with EcoHealth Alliance. EcoHealth then sent it to the Wuhan lab. Yeah, they were like the middleman involved with the funding here. And now, Huff, we should tell you this, was never at the lab in Wuhan. And that's the company actually put out a statement this afternoon about the book. He was there from 2014 to 2016. You can imagine what he's calling the biggest lie in history is that the pandemic was the result of a lab leak and not something from what they called a zoonotic origin. An yeah, animal which is transferred to humans. Yes. No, they, they've never found any animals that had this particular coronavirus strain since the outbreak from the lab. They haven't found one. Because it didn't happen that way. And I there's there's ample reason for all the governments to cover this up. Because the Chinese government was involved in this, and so is the U.S. government. We were financing it. And that's one of the reasons that uh, outside of Trump, who's always, you know, I... Uh, uh, always an independent, right? <laughs> he doesn't align with anybody. He... Uh, he would go after China and everybody would say, no, you can't do that. It's racist. It's racist. You can't mention China. You can't. And anytime anyone in the media, anybody publicly started talking about the Chinese lab, you were shut down as a conspiracy theorist. In fact, if I'm correct, I think that Facebook and Twitter was, was blocking posts or labeling posts as misinformation if you talked about this coming from the Chinese lab. Oh, there were lots of government operatives who were out there urging them to do that including, I think, a guy who used to be with this EcoHealth Alliance. Well, he was, yeah, the guy Danzak. Yeah, uh, right. He, he was the one who not only directed the money from Fauci through EcoHealth and then on to Wuhan, but he was the first one to put out the story that this jumped from a bat at the wet market. Or it's the bat that jumped to the pangolin. Right. That well, that whole I, I, complicated scenario. And so he pushed it hard, and he got a whole bunch of scientists that he was friends with to sign an official letter, an open letter to the public, which they had published, which explained that this was not a lab leak, that this was from an animal. Much the same way that, remember I mentioned the other day, there were 51 people who worked with the CIA and other intelligence agencies who got together and said that the, that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. This is actually a tactic now that governments use, people who work in government or are connected to government. What they do is you get the official letter, you get 30 or 40 or 50 or 100 like-minded people and they'll all go along because they all want to get the research grants, right? Yes. You can't be a free agent. You can't act like Trump. You have to fall into line if you want future money. So you sign the paper. They publish it. They take an ad out in the New York Times. Whatever. 
And now well, you have the official story. And if you speak out against it, it's like, uh, I don't know, there's 100 scientists here. You say you know more than these 100 scientists? You say you know more than these 50 CIA officials? You see how it works? So at the center of this, again, is what's called gain-of-function research, G-O-F. And these are designed in labs to figure out what they can do with the virus, in some cases to make it more potent, in some way to alter it. Now, what the company EcoAlliance put out today, I had not seen this story before, but they put out a statement over a year ago saying that the particular grant money that was sent from EcoHealth Alliance to the Wuhan lab, and they said they provided proof of this from the lab, that it was done on uh, coronavirus studies that were genetically far distant from SARS-CoV-2, which is what we ended up with, with the, uh, that, that, that whatever they were. When I read this today, this statement, the one thing I got from it is that, well, it, it may not have been our grant money that resulted in research at the Wuhan lab that resulted in the coronavirus that leaked. It could have been some other money that they got, the Chinese money. They're just trying to say it certainly didn't come from our particular grant money from NIH. I mean, clearly there are other sources that this lab was funded. Or they're just lying. It wasn't completely funded by just NIH money. Or they're just trying to confuse the issue. They're trying to misdirect people. I, I mean, what Huff is saying is that the EcoHealth Alliance was working with the Wuhan lab on gain-of-function research with the support of the U.S. government. And he re soon realized the virus would never occur in nature and had been developed it had been developed into a much more powerful pathogen in the lab, genetically engineered in Wuhan through funding by the U.S. government. Now, Huff was never at the lab in Wuhan. I don't think he says that either. But that's what the company is saying. He was never assigned there. He didn't have any direct work there. But yes, that's what they do. All I'm trying to say is, and the other response from EcoHealth Alliance is that 75% when these viruses emerge, they do come from animal to human transmission. They're, they're relatively rarely like lab leak stuff or lab stuff. Michael, that's generally... Michael Schellenberger is doing a story on this as well. And um, he quotes Huff as saying, why on earth would the Chinese ever allow us into that laboratory? If they're doing bioweapons development, they have their own program going. They do not need our money. But what they do need is our advanced biotechnology, and they need our training. And when I look at this, at the end of the day, this looks like an exchange of biotechnology for access to their laboratory. In other words, we give them our latest biotechnology in exchange for seeing what they're doing with that virus. Oh, I see. Yeah. And... Even the head of the World Health Organization told European officials in June that he thinks COVID leaked from a catastrophic accident in the laboratory. Who said that? The head of the World Health Organization told European officials in June that he thinks it was a laboratory accident. And Huff says after he started speaking out publicly in 2020, his home was burglarized. He was ha harassed both in person and in and with drones. Yeah. 
So I think there's all kinds of dark secrets. And over time, people are going to talk. You can't keep these secrets forever. All right. We got more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM six forty live everywhere. The iHeartRadio app. But one of the parents of the four students who were murdered at that off-campus house in Idaho, University of Idaho students, is speaking more than anybody else involved in the story. His name is Stephen Gunkelvis, and we're going to find out more from Alex Stone after the news at four o'clock. He now has some doubts about the investigation. It uh, might be involving private investigators. He said some things, too, about the murders, the methods, all of that. The developments that we have today in that story are coming up after the news at 4 o'clock. Well, when I looked at this story, I said, why can't millionaires collect unemployment? Uh, the headline is 19,000 millionaires collected unemployment during the pandemic. Uh, well... Somebody who makes that much income could be laid off, but I guess the feeling is they should have <clears throat> the assets behind them to weather an unemployment period and not have to rely on a government check. Of course, just because you That's make a million dollars doesn't mean you didn't spend a million dollars. Well, you don't have a lot of savings. It, but also, it also doesn't matter what you did with your money. Uh, you're an American citizen, you're a taxpayer, and we're all entitled to the same rights and the same access to benefits. Yeah, they paid into the system, and if they got laid off and they otherwise qualify for unemployment, then... But that was a story here. There's a senator from Iowa, Joni Ernst, who uh, back in 2020, she tried to draw attention to the likelihood that millionaires would get unemployment benefits particularly galling to see them collect money while so many lower-wage workers were still on the job and paying taxes to fund the system. Well, I look at that and I said, well, if they got laid off, they got laid off. It's not like... Uh, they, they, it, it, it's legal. They're trying to make it illegal. Uh, in fact, they did. The Senate passed a bill in 2011, 100 to 0, but it never got its way through the House. They just didn't take up the legislation. So it never became law. This was this after is- the 2008 recession. Yeah, yeah. This is this is in the cheap headline category for. Uh, it, it, isn't isn't she? Uh, she I see her name on a list of people to run for president too. Oh, she is. Yeah, she's been rumored. Oh, you think this is a populist stance to uh, take? That, yeah, exactly. Uh, millionaires are entitled this, to unemployment payments because a 1964 Labor Department ruling said that states could not impose a means tests on programs beneficiaries. Like, if she was serious. She would close the incredible number of loopholes that wealthy people have so that they pay very little in taxes. We've heard all the stories about how little somebody like Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos pays in taxes or Trump pays in taxes. And all those loopholes are legal. They take advantage of them. And sometimes they don't pay anything in tax. Yeah, a lot of those loopholes, there's incentives in there for businessmen to do things. Mm -hmm. And they benefit from those rules and laws because supposedly... It actually, you know, expands the economy. That's why a lot of those things. Often, though, there's also special well, interest in lobbying effort to get those loopholes in there and those deductions and those exemptions and things like that that, 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 that rich people take advantage of. So the, you, it says here that um, millionaires were eligible to sign up when Congress expanded unemployment benefits at the start of the coronavirus. That's the spring of 2020. And that's when they gave the $600 a week extra to whatever the state was paying. So, I mean... But the millionaires pay extraordinary amounts of taxes. 
you're in the uh, 39 and a half percent tax bracket at, at if you're earning a million dollars a year. So that means every dollar you make, and I forget what the cutoff point is, I think 250,000. Right. So every dollar past that, you're given about 40 cents to the government. So here's one time that the government basically shut down the world and you're getting a small amount back. I mean, these people pay, if you make a million dollars, you're paying hundreds of thousands of dollars in federal taxes every year. Right. So I, I, spare me the outrage. So her bill would require anyone applying for unemployment benefits to attest that they fall below her $1 million threshold of adjusted gross income. It would have to clear the Democrat-controlled Senate, and then it would also have to clear the Finance Committee. Uh, as I said, they did pass something like this back in 2011, and it never got taken up yeah, well, by the House. They're going to run out of time in a few days. Everyone is... You notice, the, you notice they're... Uh, you're going to see all kinds of crazy ideas unleashed in this final month. Oh, yeah. Right. This kind and of lame duck session. This lame duck session. And, and they're going to run out of time very soon. And then uh, first week of January, you have the new Congress. And the Republicans in the new Congress in the House are not going to be uh, pushing for uh, uh, blocking millionaires from collecting unemployment. That's not going to be a priority. Uh, so she's, she's, she's doing the news to me or getting a cheap headline. On a piece on this some years back, the Atlantic said in some cases... It's couples filing joint returns. One spouse does have a million dollar income, but the other one is unemployed and they probably made a lot less. But you see, collectively, mm -hmm. they look like millionaires on paper. I mean, they are from his income or her income. But, you know, hey, there, there's a misconception. about I, it. I don't understand. Everybody's happy when the millionaires pay the exorbitant taxes that they pay. Right. Everybody's happy when they pay, but they get uh, a few pennies back. And suddenly this is the, the, the biggest crime of the century. So get out of here. All right, when we return, we'll be talking to Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI. Uh, the two surviving roommates in that attack in Idaho that killed four people have put out a statement. There's also stuff coming from the father of one of the murder victims that her stab wounds, his daughter's stab wounds, were more severe than the others, indicating maybe something. We'll talk to Alex coming up. John and Ken, KFI, AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com.